Thanks for listening to the Drew Frozy podcast. I hope this challenges you and encourages you. If you want to go to my website, drewfrozy.com, you can subscribe to my blog posts or wherever you're listening to this to subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm about to release multiple conversations of one larger conversation that I've been having with two of my friends who are law enforcement officers about racial reconciliation and relational reconciliation. Now, these aren't a separate conversation than what I'm having with my friend Chris about racial reconciliation, but they are all part of the same conversation. I don't want this to be interpreted or seen in any way as a point, counterpoint, or argument against a lot of the things that Chris and I have talked about. Instead, my heart is that we would humanize many and most law enforcement officers as people who really desire to make a difference, a positive difference in their community. One of the things that breaks my heart is that so often as a nation and as people, we quickly vilify the entirety of what we say is the other side. Instead of taking time to pause, to listen, to understand, to humanize and realize that there are bad apples and there are things that need to be done, but that the entirety of a group of people, the entirety of law enforcement are not bad people. And so what I want to do is I want to take some time just to have a conversation, and I hope you listen, that you pause, that you take a moment to say, how can I understand what is going on in a fuller perspective? Now, this conversation is a little weird because I've needed to blur out and change the voices of these law enforcement officers, which is something they weren't thrilled about, knowing that what we want to do is humanize officers as well as humanize all of us to a grander conversation where really we sit knee to knee, face to face with one another and say, how do we get better at this? Unfortunately, with the nature of their job, the implications of this conversation can be both negative, both to their opportunities to make the improvements that they're talking about, as well as their safety. So I wish, and I hope, and I pray that you listen to all the conversations I'm having with an opportunity to grow in understanding to how we become a better people and a better nation, how we can look at one another with love, with understanding how we can look together at the gross things of this world and say we need to be better, and how we can say we are not on opposite sides of the table. We are on the same side of the table, and we can work together to make us a better nation, a better people, and for those of us that follow Christ, a fuller picture of God's kingdom. Over the last couple months, uh, a lot has been made about uh, police interaction and police brutality. What do you see in the context of your work as law enforcement officers and in the context of what uh, the world now has vilified a lot of the, the interactions and activity of law enforcement? It's a big one to start with. <laughs> um, I, don't, I guess I, you're, you always run into people try and put things in certain boxes of majority of the time versus minority or one bad apple versus a whole bunch of rotten apples um, and I would say you've kind of seen the, the narrative resurge or expand a little bit to say on a broader scale law enforcement officers are not necessarily these 
good people out here to help us. They're a bunch of, you know, bullies or people just looking to abuse power or whatever the case may be, whatever their, you know, nefarious motives are. People are starting to feel like it's broader or they're claiming it's broader, which in reality, that's not going to be the case with almost any profession or group of people. Usually the, the stereotypes that people focus in on, especially the negative, is very, very limited or isolated. Not to say that it never happens. I don't think anybody would ever argue that, but um, I, it, it, it's obviously troublesome when people try and paint a whole group of people working in a profession as just bad or bullies or what have you. Yeah. So I've definitely seen that kind of research, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's hard when... I mean, as a, as a law enforcement officer, I think it, most people, in fact, I think all, all of us that I've talked to would agree that, you know, you, you watch an incident like what happened to George Floyd, and, and it's horrific. I mean, I, I don't... There's... I mean, personally, like I, I and I've talked about it before. We, I think my, my natural tendency when something like this happens is to, you know, you're a law enforcement officer, you see it through the eyes of law enforcement, and you try to visualize like what could the officer have done differently here or there, or was this appropriate or not? And I think what was striking about this particular incident is, to a T, I don't think anybody I've talked to has said like this is okay, like, this is not okay. I mean, I think it was it was a reckoning for me in a way to look at this and be like, this is absolutely not okay and we can't stand for this to continue to go on like this. And I, I think the, the disconnect is like, I don't think this is a common practice in policing. I don't think most departments, any department would sanction that as being like, this is okay. But, um, the fallout of that, and I think it's somewhat rightfully deserved, somewhat maybe overblown, is it's brought, I think it's just brought to the light a whole host of underlying issues. And police brutality is at the top of the list because this has incited that feeling amongst people. Um, but when you get deeper than that, I think, you know, inequality is, what, is what's been what the message is, like there, there's just an underlying feeling that there's an inequality that needs to be rectified. And for me, it's caused me to stop and listen. Like my, my initial take a lot of times and when I see these instances, have my opinion formulated and you know, this is right or not right. And this time I've had to be like, all right, this is wrong. And I just have to step back and listen to like what 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 are people saying? And then it's it's much deeper than just what happened to George Floyd. It's this this feeling that we are not treated equally by police, and it's it's caused me to to step back and examine that. And I think hopefully it's caused a lot of people to step back and examine that. But I think it's also you know led to almost a swing to the other way of, of where police, you know to the point where now we're talking about defunding police, that police have got to be shut down and completely eliminated and yeah. reconstructed. And I, I mean, I, that's going way beyond where I think we want to go. Yeah. And, and so for me, it's, it's just been tough. It's been tough just to, to watch the news every day and just feel like the world is against you. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, uh, and I personally, you know, I don't work on the street. I have a more of a, you know, I work. You get to 
you know, be in the background some, and but for for the officers that are on the street, I know they a lot of cities are working twelve hours a day, seven days a week, and it's nonstop, just bad news after bad news after bad news, and I think it ultimately just it it wears on you. Yeah. I think it's it's tough right now. So when you say wears on you, what's interesting to me as a non-law enforcement officer is that it's wearing on me. And it's heavy. It is heavy in terms of navigating what is the actual problem? What do we need to do about it? How do we offer support and love? How do we offer challenge in a loving way? And I'm not even a, I'm not even a law enforcement officer. I, that, that effect is in some way distant from me. 